this a bit of introduce us rather than just sit here singing. Welcome to our podcast, Cry La Feet, making friends with your emotions. It's so good to have you here. If you were here, we would give you a squug. A squug is a big squishy hug, and we love to give them. My name is Helen. And my name is Ruth. And in our podcast, we rotate the six core emotions on a weekly basis. So that means that every six weeks we <laughs> repeat it, either fear, sadness, disgust, anger, happiness or surprise. So we take one of the emotions and we quote it directly from our book, which is entitled Making Friends with Your Emotions. And today we are shining the spotlight on the emotion sadness. And we're going to discuss one simple concept about sadness So what experiences have you had with sadness? And as you think about that, reflecting upon those experiences, can you see any ways in which sadness has been like a good friend to you? Hmm. Last week when we had our episode on fear, we were talking about the different faces of emotions. Another word for faces is reactions. For example, when we're talking about sadness, sadness sends us a notification and we react. We might feel numb, that might be the reaction. We might feel heartbroken, hopeless, miserable, lonely, disappointed, hurt, unhappy, lost, rejected, or maybe unimportant. And I just want to say here at this point, we're not exploring today the heaviness of grief and depression. As important as these are, this is not where our podcast focuses. If you're feeling overwhelmed with grief and depression, please be kind to yourself and seek someone to support you through this. We acknowledge that it takes a lot of courage to reach out for help. It's not an easy thing to make this happen, but it's a great way to help yourself heal when you have a safe place to share with someone what you're experiencing. And in that space, you don't have to say things the right way. Mm. You just get to share what is really happening for you. And that's so, so important. Amen, Helen. (laughs) In other words, I concur. So let's have a look at the quote from Sadness, which is in our book. When sadness introduces itself, it says, quote, I alert you when something is lost, missing or gone. I love what Ruth says about sadness, that it's the silent emotion, because we often don't even realise we're feeling it. Of course, there are times we definitely realise, but sometimes we don't. And we're just going to explore for a moment some of the ways you can feel sadness. Mm-hmm. I really love, like, let's look at the word missing, the alert, mm. that sadness is alerting you when something's missing. There's a song by John Mayer, who everyone knows really well, I think. It's called Something's Missing. And in this song, John actually questions the meaning of his life. He has the dream, he has the money, he has the friends, people who care about him, girlfriends, etc. But he still feels 
he's incomplete, like there's something missing. And don't we sometimes feel like that? Mm-hmm. You know, and that sadness alerting you that, hey, hang on, there's something that's important to you that you need to look for and you need to perhaps give time to. And the chorus of that song, which is well known, is something's missing and I don't know how to fix it. Something's missing and I don't know what it is. No, I don't know what it is at all. You see, sadness as a friend alerts you to the fact that you may be living your life and carrying on, but something is missing. And as a friend, it just says, okay, stop for a minute. You need to do something that that, that will require your effort or your time, whatever it takes. I love that song. Mm. Mm. What What a great example, Ruth. And some sadness might come from growing up and realising things you didn't have in your family that you may be seeing in other people's family. Sometimes people long to have a child and can't have one. They feel there's always something missing. Loss of anything has a grieving process. You might feel you have a loss of purpose. We sometimes struggle as we age because we lose that youth that we've been used to. A loss of fertility loss of health and loss of lifestyle yeah I remember during I think it was the COVID period Mm -hmm. there was an increase in suicides of very successful people who had lost a lot yeah it's so important to acknowledge these things that are important in our lives Mm. someone may lose the use of their body through illness or accident Mm. A very different one, you can feel a loss of values if you feel you gave them away in a relationship to another person who perhaps disregarded them, disrespected them. And Um, every loss you will feel, you will receive that notification. It may be quite mild, it may be very quiet because sadness sometimes is, it's just like that gentle friend that just says that something's missing or you're losing something or something's gone. Mm. So it's really important when you feel that to just listen to it, acknowledge it within yourself so that it doesn't keep growing. Because sometimes I think we turn away from that notification and that's when it becomes a dictator. Feelings of sadness progress then to perhaps stress and then anxiety and so forth and it can develop into a deep depression. We'd really like to explore now how sadness can be a friend and we'll do that through some personal experiences and they're not everybody's experience but hopefully you'll really feel this and you'll find something that relates to you as we talk now. Ruth lost her husband, he passed away last year, 2022. Ruth, how does knowing something is lost, missing or gone help you when you go through such a devastating life experience? How can you possibly see sadness as a friend? I think when you lose something or someone, the first thing is that you're not always able to think very clearly. And so... If you think that for a moment that sadness says to you, I alert you when something is lost, missing or gone. As a friend, if a friend said to me, you know, that that's what they were doing, 
there's there's clarity. It's a very gentle, clear reminder that that's why you're feeling the sadness. It's like sadness is acknowledging how you feel mm. and saying why you feel that way. Mm. Mm. Thank you. And and in our book, there's another beautiful quote from sadness, and it says, "Quote: I'm the one who makes you feel human, who reconnects you with love and memories." Unquote. M- Ruth. How does this quote about sadness helps you feel human, reconnects you with love and memories, would you say that has helped you? In retrospect, yes, yes. Uh, I think I've learned a lot in the last year and a half of grief and and working with you as we've worked on emotions, being friends. And I realise that every emotion, whether it's sadness, disgust, happiness, surprise – they're actually your friend because they present you with an opportunity for growth, for improving yourself and for development. And what I didn't realise is that you can't expect a friendship to always be pleasant. There'll be ups and downs. Mm. It's not always a Pollyanna experience. And emotions are very like that. Mm. In a true, strong, brilliant friendship there will be pain and there will be joy. So I guess what I want to share is just maybe three ways that sadness Mm. is a friend based on that quote from the book, I'm the one who makes you feel human, who reconnects you with love and memories. So the first thing, I guess I'd want to draw attention to the heartbreak. Sadness is a friend that actually breaks your heart so that you can learn to love and care for yourself. When your heart is in pieces, no one else is going to put it together for you. So essentially, you actually have to care for yourself. Mm. You can't expect anyone else to do it for you. You've got to pick up the pieces. You've got to glue them. You've got to look at yourself and tell yourself that you're worth it, that you love yourself and that you're going to take care of yourself. now. And that that can be in many different ways. Mm. Yeah. And I think, too, that's not just um, heartbreak from the loss of a loved one. That could be heartbreak in any situation. So shall we explore some of those situations? That'd be great. Like, the first thing that came to my mind was because I was so into watching the World Cup women's soccer, when you've put your heart, your effort and your time into something for so long mm-hmm. and you get there and mm-hmm. you lose mm-hmm. There's an element of heartbreak, isn't there? Right. And I suppose a good friend or family members would comfort those people who are feeling heartbroken and help them, uh, I guess, to get back up again mm. and just keep on to, going. Yeah, to care for themselves. And I think sadness, I've, I see it now as a friend because even in heartbreak, you know, it's, it's pointing you to another way. It's just another level of growth. I mean, you could just sit down and die quietly with it all, but you're worth more than that. So going back to that quote again, I'm the one who makes you feel human, You numbness is one of the faces, or feeling numb is one of the faces of sadness. And it's almost contradictory, isn't it, to say, well, you're numb, but I'm making you feel human. I can only go from my own experience, Mm -hmm. and everyone will have their own experiences and own life lessons, but... What I saw in that 
is that numbness is actually a good thing because it gave me time to prepare for the hurt, to prepare myself. So while you're feeling numb, you're not actually feeling anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like sadness gives you a space. It actually just gives you a space just to keep moving, to keep going through the motions until you start to feel gradually again. And what do you think happens if we're not aware of that sadness? Do you think we would be staying in that numbness? I think when you try to avoid any of those emotions, the sadness, any pain in life, then the emotion becomes the dictator Mm. or the enemy. And it just encourages that feeling, the negative feeling, to become stronger while you become weaker. Mm. So... Yes, in terms of the numbness, I think if we can just understand that that's one of the faces of sadness which is reminding you, yes, you have lost someone and they are missing, they're actually gone and they're going to feel a little bit of pain eventually. I'm giving you space just to get used to that Mm -hmm. and that's how I saw it. Mm. Others may see it very differently and that's fine, that's great. And then I think the third thing that I take from that quote, who reconnects you with love and memories, unquote. Mm, I thought about that too in grief and I think that you feel a tremendous amount of hurt because it's like there's a hot iron branding your soul and when it's doing that, it's actually connecting and staying connected to the love you felt for that person. Mm-hmm. And that love brings back memories and that can often hurt in the early stages of sadness and loss. And it could happen, I guess, in any context, in any situation where you feel hurt. It's yeah. like love is missing. Sometimes it's sadness saying to you that love is missing. It's not there. That's what I need. Hmm. So, Ruth, obviously sadness doesn't take away pain. And if we think about the picture on the podcast cover where we've got emotions with their Mm. arm around us, and if we thought about sadness with its arm around us, how can it be our friend? How would you describe that? It's such a good question. I think if you look at that picture, you'll notice that the emotion of sadness already has its arm around you. So it's already your friend. It's about you making friends with it. Mm -hmm. So I think the short, simple answer is that if you make friends with sadness, and indeed with any of the emotions, and by that I mean if you gift yourself time, you take care of yourself, You learn to love yourself and you just keep moving one step at a time through that storm of hurt or whatever sadness or emotion you're experiencing. It will heal you. Mm. That's the kind of friend it is, if you allow it to. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful, Ruth, and I really appreciate you uh, being raw and vulnerable with us, really do. And... I believe that will reach people out there in whatever way they need it. 
So moving on to close up our podcast, I want to remind you about the two questions that we always ask. Invite you to look for the message for you in your sadness. So the question is, what is the message for you in your sadness? And then the second question is, what choices do you have that can help you take care of you? And don't forget we have our book, Making Friends With Your Emotions, and in it it has six beautiful verses. Each one is an emotion introducing itself to you. It'll tell you why it's there, what it can do for you, and how it can serve you. Thanks so much for joining us today. We've loved having you with us. We hope that you have gained something from our episode today and really appreciate you being with us. You can find links to us in the show notes. And we're sending you lots of squags and we'll talk with you again next week. And remember to give yourself the gift of time. It's free. Hello out there. Welcome to our squag world. No, don't. You're not welcome. (laughs) Hi, welcome to our squag world. We give big fat squishy hugs because I don't remember what to say. Thank <laughs> <Okay. laughs>